Chapter Twenty Six of Saint Charles Borromeo: A Sketch of the Reforming Cardinal by Louise M. Stackpole. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter Twenty Six: The Reforming Cardinal. The struggle between ecclesiastical and civil power still went on at Milan. The governor endeavoring in every way to thwart and annoy the archbishop, particularly in the matter of games and amusements insisting in defiance of the cardinal's prohibition on holding them on sundays and holy days at the hours of divine service and actually in the squares in front of the duomo and other churches matters were at such a pass that charles decided to set out for rome in order to submit the questions in dispute to the pope he went by way of brescia to visit his suffragan bishop domenico Balloni, who was dangerously ill charles was with him during his last moments and also attended his funeral celebrating pontifically in the cathedral on august fifteenth fifteen seventy nine he then went on to mantua and from there to guastalla where he stayed with his sister camilla de gonzaga spending a few days en route at the sanctuaries of camaldoli monte averno and loreto he reached rome on september thirteenth fifteen seventy nine there he was right royally welcomed the people coming out in crowds to meet him kneeling before him entreating him to bless them kissing his garments and showing him the most convincing marks of veneration and affection gregory the thirteenth who was in villagriatura at frascati at once sent for the cardinal received him with open arms and showed him the greatest respect even deference assisted at his mass and received holy communion from his hands they then conversed on the matters in dispute the pope was convinced that charles was in the right and gave him sanction to everything he approved all that had been done by the cardinal at the fourth and fifth provincial councils held by him when the governor's envoys arrived in rome they were greeted with very sarcastic remarks and were jeered at by the populace who nicknamed them ambassiatori del carnavale before starting on his return journey northwards charles had a long and momentous interview with gregory in which they once more completely threshed out the disputed points and the numberless complaints and accusations of the governor and the pope again gained the sanction of the holy see to all the decrees of the cardinal what am i to do if when i arrive in milan there are more disputes charles asked shall i wait until you tell me what to do or act independently if they attack the rights or the customs of your church defend them strenuously answered gregory do not yield an inch even in trivial matters and do what you please it is not necessary for you to consult the holy see charles left rome on january twentieth fifteen eighty he visited florence where he was warmly greeted by the duke of tuscany and then went on to ferrara arriving in that grey old city while king carnival held his court when duke alfonso de este heard of the approach of the sworn foe of these frivolous and often sinful masquerades he ordered the masteroni to be taken down divested himself of the mask and disguise he was wearing and commanded all the citizens to unmask he then went forth to receive his illustrious guest with almost regal honor and during the six days the cardinal passed at ferrara city and people were transformed they were pious decorous quiet jousts games and dances were at an end everyone followed charles from church to church prayers sermons sacred music were the order of the day in short one would have thought it was holy week instead of the gay season of the rollicking carnival from ferrara the reforming cardinal proceeded to venice he had been entrusted by the pope with a mission to the doge and counsel about the inquisition this he faithfully performed 
at the same time he succeeded in effecting many salutary reforms among both clergy and laity he was surprised and grieved to find that the bishops and priests went about in ordinary dress and that sixteen prelates were living in the city to the other neglect of their seeds the state of things must be put to an end he expostulated with the offenders who proved amenable at once adopted the clerical garb and promised not to absent themselves in future so frequently from their diocese at verona at vincenza and at brescia he was received with demonstrations of affection and reverence indeed at vincenza the citizens declared they would not allow him to leave them and they actually raised the drawbridge to prevent his departure but the enthusiastic receptions these cities accorded to him were but as moonlight unto sunlight compared to the sumptuous ovation his flock gave him when he was yet some leagues from milan the inhabitants went forth to meet him singing hymns firing cannons trumpets blowing bells ringing they pressed round him so that he was almost suffocated the mule he always rode was a vicious beast most unmanageable and given to kicking and plunging but on this occasion he became quite lamb-like so that the people exclaimed even the dumb beast knows how we love our dearest pastor the wicked brute has become docile and will not hurt us while we show our devotion to our archbishop and press round him then they shouted vivas and cried and sobbed aloud in the joy of their hearts saying to each other he has come back to us our dearest pastor he has not stayed in rome it was a lie an evil report when men said he would never come back to us thank god you are here eminence bless your children padre mio overcome with emotion at the evidence of such great devotion the cardinal was unable to utter a syllable silent but with tears of joy streaming from his eyes and surrounded by his loving children he made his triumphal entry into milan End of chapter twenty six